I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And we coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall. With me as always, and in a much better mood this week, it's Eric Wayne. Eric, has the five-in-one week restored your faith in the proverbial roar? I was at the pit of despair. I hit rock bottom and the Tigers scooped me up and gave me CPR and restored me to baseball life again. Wow. It's a great plot. It's a, it's a touching story. Mm. Hallmark movie. <laughs> so Eric, I don't know if you, if you saw this, um, but this past Monday, the night after we last recorded our manager, Brad Osmus, he had a bit of a meltdown. Do you see this? I did see that, yes. Um, he, it said that, for recapping for those who, who didn't, who hopefully is, is nobody, um, hitter after hitter came back to the dugout complaining about the strike zone. And then finally, I think it was a horrible call on, on Castellanos, right? Uh, yes. But there was like a series of things. Yeah. But I guess that was the trigger. And he went out there and, and put on a show, as I would say. Um, as our buddy Kramer said, he let the expletives fly. Um, and ended up covering home plate with his hoodie. Um, you were watching it, I'm assuming, when he was melting down. What was going through your mind? Well, I I have to confess, I just saw the replays of it, um, and I I thought it was a bit of theatrics with the with the hoodie and draping it over the plate, like he's setting a table or something. Uh, but I loved it. I love meltdowns. What, what was that? Was actually the next question I was going to ask you. What do you think the meaning or like the symbolism was behind you know putting the sweatshirt on the plate? I guess it would be, I might as well cover this up since you're not looking at it anyway, that's or a, something like that. That seems fair. I, I can get behind I that. What do you think? I have no idea. That's that's why I asked. I've been. I've been. You don't about deserve to look at this anymore. Or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a, a fan of kicking dirt on the plate. I think that's a, a classy move. And when I was in college, um, one of my best friends, his last college at bat, he was called. You know, called third strike. He draws a line in the sand where <laughs> where the ball did not cross the plate, and he got he got run. Um, so that one's obviously a, a classic. Also, well, maybe it's because home plate you cannot take with you lloyd pulled it out of 
the ground and took it back to the dugout with him. That, you can't. True. It's harder to do with home plate. You need a shovel or a bobcat or something. Yeah, and probably a lot more effort. Um, yes. So, so bigger theme before we get into the silliness. Um, Cameron Maben talked about this after the game. He said, uh, and I quote, seeing your manager have your back like that, it does wonders. I think it adds fuel to the fire. And that was when we were coming off that, what was it? eight of nine that we had lost. Um, Castiano said, you went to battle for me. I'm going to battle for you. Like we were at that point where nobody really liked Osmus. Clearly the players, they still find quite a fight uh, in him and for them. And that's something that I like to see. Jordan, do you think it was an act? Do you think it was theater? I think it was part theater and part straight frustration. Okay. Like he talked after the game. Somebody asked him directly, like, is this a result of all of the tension? And he's like, no, the only thing that I got mm. pissed about was, you know, his strike zone, which I don't buy it at all. I think, you know, it was a, a perfect combination. And maybe like I think the, the outburst was coming and maybe it was so big and so theatrical just because of all the pressure he's been under. But yeah, and he's standing up for his guys, even if it's a little bit contrived. I don't care. I love it. I appreciate it. You have a parade of guys coming back to your dugout saying this guy's strike zone is garbage. And finally, you got one last one. Yeah, go out. Give them a piece of your mind. If nothing else, then, you know, supporting your players and saying, you know, Brad is listening to us. And, you know, and he protected Castellanos, who later in that game hit a home run, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, and to be honest, if, if Brad hadn't gone out there, Castellanos would have gotten himself thrown out, and he wouldn't right. have been able to hit the home run. And not that it matters at all what we the the fans think, but you know, seeing like that is seeing something like that is a big reassurance that there is some fight in him. Yes, like, and it you know like what Tiger's Twitter thinks means absolutely nothing to anybody. But having just a little bit something to cling on to, I'm sure that that gave the whole of Tiger's Tigerdom a little bit a little bit of security. Well, we talked about it last week. You want to have your manager show a little bit of emotion. You know, you can't just say, you know, we have great preparation. Our preparation's there every week. We can't do anything else. You don't want to hear that six games in a row. When all of those six are losses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, So anyways, as you all probably know by now, the sweatshirt that he covered the plate with is being auctioned off. I checked it earlier today, and it looked like the bid was 4630 with about three days left. So if, hmm. you, if you have five grand to just throw For it out a hoodie. or something like that, um, I'm sure you can probably Google the address and how to get there. I'm sure you can. Um, so this brings us to this week's leadoff question. What is the coolest slash most meaningful piece of Tiger's memorabilia that you currently own? And what would be your dream piece? Well, I'm I'm in my Tiger's man cave right now, as a matter of fact. And I'm looking around and I'm gazing up at my ceiling where I have the um back to back to back to back al central division oh. champions banner oh that's cool no it's not it's I, not that cool i thought I you were going back to back to back aau national championships from uh tom, tom Mansky. he would appreciate this particular banner um so that's not it i, I think my most prize um i'm looking to my wall and i have um I have a signed picture of um, Galarraga um, with the ticket stub from his imperfect, perfect game. That's pretty sweet. Were you there? Were you there or is yeah, that a... I was there. Nice. Yeah. So that that was probably my 
one of the two most, you know, um, vivid Tiger's memories. I also have a photo of myself standing next to Phil Coke, which is, which is really fun. That's not really memorabilia, but most of my uh, most prized things are like photos of people in relationships, like people I know in the relationships that we have, you know, my family. I'm, I have my arm around eat em up Tiger's guy. I have oh, a photo. Nice. So it's just, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I like. How about you? What, what's your what's your memorabilia? When I was have- when I was ten, it was the last year at Tiger Stadium, and we I got to run the bases after the game, oh, and showing how old this is. It was one of those like film, you know, the the little containers that film used to come in. Yeah, I grabbed one of those and and filled it up with dirt from the old Tiger Stadium. Um, so that, and I got a, a ball autographed by K line at, in, at Joker Martian a couple, a couple springs ago. And I want to okay. put them like, you know, the dirt on the bottom and then the ball on top of it, you know, cause he played at the tiger stadium. Um, See, that's what makes dirt special. You can't tigers. Authentics are selling these little glass bottles of dirt. Stop it with that. <laughs> I mean, I get the idea, but it's, you're taking, you're commercializing the special moment. Yeah, like if you're not there to collect it, I feel like it's kind of the same way with an autograph. Like if you're not the one giving the dude a, a ball, like right. I don't know, is it is it really that sweet? And you know, if you don't have the chance to ever get to a game or whatever, I get that. Um, and as far as what, and I, I still haven't actually put the ball and the dirt together, so technically it's not actually a piece that I own yet. Right. But I plan on making it. Um, as far as something that I would like, something Miggy related, like pros- probably from the the Triple Crown year. Like, yeah. he's the best player of my generation, probably in baseball, um, and that's something we may never see again. Like, I don't no, nothing specific, but something in that vein I think would be cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my uh, ultimate would maybe be um, the glove that Phil Coke spiked. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, that would, be. would be good. Or Castellanos rubber duck tank top. If you're listening, Nick – Please, um, you can send me your rubber duck tank top. Thank you. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comerica Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And if uh, you have a second, we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Like we say always, take a screenshot of your review and, and tweet to me. Uh, or the show's account, and I'll retweet it. And I, I got through subscribe without saying the word subscribe. subscribe. Yeah, so. I'm kind of disappointed. You should just make it your trademark. Make sure to rate and subscribe uh, and just do that every week. Yeah, that'd be. That'd Consider be, it. That'd Think be, about it. <laughs> that'd be great. That's that's the kind of thing you want to hang your hat on. Think um, about it, Hall. Mis- mispronouncing words. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Janos. Okay, Eric, um, let, let's take a week off from discussing Osmus's job. You good with that? Yeah, he, okay. he's, he's still the manager. That's good enough for us. And we went 5-1 and one last week. Probably the right call to hang on to him for another week. Yeah, yeah. We, the level of competition helped. It did. It definitely did. Um, let's start with the rotation this week because um, it's kind of been an eventful week. And maybe eventful last couple weeks for for the starters, to be honest. Um, let's start with the good. Justin Verlander, our beloved JV, appears to be back. Maybe not in like the traditional Justin Verlander sense. Um, but since his seven earn run game against Cleveland uh, a while back, he's gone seven or more in three straight starts, struck out 27, and is giving up just over half a hit per inning um, and lowered his ERA 
almost two full runs. Do you trust this new JV? Yeah, I I mean more. I think he's um, figuring out, um, you know, how to pitch with his new repertoire. Not that it's new, but learning how to pitch with the repertoire he has, which isn't garbage, but isn't 98, 99 miles per hour anymore. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's, 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 She's figuring that out. His off-speed stuff is can still be really wicked, and he's got a good fastball yet. So his stuff is good, and he's still – he's not – I don't want to cliche this too much, but he's not Cy Young Justin. He's not MVP Justin Verlander, but he's still – I think he can still be ace Justin Verlander. What yeah, do you think? Ab- absolutely. And the thing is, is like – you know, the velocity's down, but the stuff was, especially in that last start, was still electric. Like, there's there's yep. no doubt about, like, this is really good stuff still. I mean, there's a lot of guys who, at their pomp, never touch 99. Like, the, from right. the beginning, they're working with, you know, 95 and really hard breaking balls, which is where he's he's currently at. Like, I don't know. If I were to, if I were to rank stuff among starting pitchers in baseball— He's still probably, I don't know, maybe top 20 at this point. Like, that's that's good. That's still really good. Sure. Um, go ahead. For his 2,000th strikeout, he blew, uh, I forget who the hitter was, uh, but struck him out with a, a high fastball at 93 miles per hour. If you spot a 93-mile-per-hour fastball, you're going you're gonna to get out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, it's three straight incredible starts. I was looking at his, his game log last year. He had a stretch um, of 29. 29- you looked at Verlander's log. <laughs> well done, I suppose. Um, 29. You wouldn't be the first person. <laughs> Is, are, you, are you admitting something here? No. I, after all the photo leak business. Yeah, I, I know. know. It, was, it was a joke. Um, so anyway, last year, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm done with juvenile his, behavior his now. game log. Um, he had a stretch four starts over the course of 29 innings. He gave up four earned runs and then his next several starts were three, four, five. Like he did, he didn't build on though on that. He had another stretch of three starts in a row where he gave up five earned over 18, which I mean, that doesn't sound quite as impressive, but it was, you know, two, two, three or something like that. Um, so if you're mapping Verlander's trajectory right now, if you're doing a, a linear regression, if you will, where are you projecting him? What do you I, think? I think I'm projecting him like from these from these last three starts, maybe a slight downturn. But I feel like there's, you know, he's been out of this world for the last three starts. Like yeah. a little regression isn't going to make him a terrible pitcher. A little regression is going to make him still a, a well above average starting pitcher, I would say. Um, so I, I think he's maybe a little little streakier than some starting pitchers, and I think that maybe we're going to have to live with a little bit more ups and downs than, say, you know, Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more question before we move off of Verlander. It seems like the guys, you know, and obviously we're not in the clubhouse, it seems like they feed off his success any, more than any other starting pitcher. Do you kind of get that vibe? Um, maybe. Uh, I think he's... He is the de facto leader among the pitching staff because of his tenure, because of his uh, resume. Uh, he is the de facto leader there. Um, he seems by far the most charismatic of anyone out there, too, which doesn't necessarily <laughs> equate to leadership. But right. He, he certainly, I think, is the biggest personality. 
he's got a pulse, unlike Zimmerman, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I have no problem with Zimmerman not having a pulse, by the way. I mean, <laughs> it works for him. It works for him. Uh, yep. Speaking of working, Michael Fulmer was straight fire yesterday. One yes. run, four hits over seven, 11 Ks. Um, did you feel like he had pitched better in his previous couple starts than the results would suggest? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody is raving about his stuff, and the results were kind of like, oh, you know, it's going to come along. It wasn't really an accurate reflection, and I I, I agree with that. But guys on, um, like, uh, very professional guys like Peter Gammons and these big-time guys are, were raving about Fulmer. What do you yeah. think about him? Definitely. It Like, you know, we, we watch the Tigers, specifically me and these young guys, and I'm like, I want... I want to buy in so hard and it's been the, it's been the same way with Fulmer like I much more likely to pick out the things that I like about him like the wicked movement on the breaking ball yeah. stuff like that and it seems like things finally clicked in this last start 65% strikes that's pretty solid and the gas the gas was mm. I mean it was up at least two or three miles an hour kind of on average that would be my guess obviously I didn't I didn't gun every pitch but and it was there up until, you know, he came out after the seventh inning. Very, it was super impressive. So is he going to see Toledo again? That's, that's the next question. And if so, when? I don't. <laughs> the thing is, is he pitched um, 124 innings last year. He's right. already at 41 this year. Wow. Performance-wise, I think he has the ability to stick with the Tigers all year. It's just a matter of. You know how how much of a jump are we going to let him make in one year? I think quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll see once what happens here, because um, Zimmerman is kind of dinged now, but Green's almost ready to come back, and Boyd's been pretty good, and Norris Toledo. has been pitching a little bit better finally now too. Ugh, he couldn't get much worse. He was scuffling for a while. The thing with with uh, Fulmer though is he's he's a big, like strong kid. You know what I mean? Like yep. he's twenty three now. He, there's no reason yep. he can't handle. I wouldn't want to push him too much past like you know one seventy five, one eighty. But if he's a key cog in that rotation and we're winning, like you can't take him out with you know all of the veterans. I mean, we don't we don't have the largest window. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. If if this is a year we can do something and he's part of the doing. I think you got to keep rolling with him. You noticed and identified last podcast or whatever that he's kind of this max effort guy, mm -hmm. you know, charges up really kind of an effortful throw. Does that scare you at all? I get, yeah, I didn't count? necessarily didn't necessarily think about that, but yeah, I, I would say a little bit, but I mean, clearly it hasn't given him any problems so far. He doesn't have right. much of an injury history. Does he at least not, at least not with so. us. I, I guess I didn't, you know, check back in his Mets days, but um, no, he doesn't. Nobody's going to check. <laughs> that's, that's probably He's, true. He has no issues. It's great. But I mean, throwing 96, 97 in the seventh inning, that lends itself towards you being able to handle uh, some, some more innings than a typical 23 year old. Um, some of the bad from the rotation this week, Jordan Zimmerman left Sunday today's game with a right groin injury. The right half of his groin appears to be where the damage is done. Um, and to my knowledge, the status is unknown. Do you want to uh, fill us in? On what? <laughs> on, on his groin? On... I haven't personally inspected it. <laughs> on the various scenarios. Um, yeah, okay, so there is an off day. They could simply skip his... 
uh, spot, skip his start and keep him on the big league team without sending him to the disabled list and just roll with what you have. Mm -hmm. They could put him on the 15 day disabled and find a a spot starter. Um, Those are your two options, right? Those are pretty much the two options. Or if he's ready, if he's feeling good and healthy to go, you, you pitch him after the skip day. Yeah, I think I think either way, he's probably not making the scheduled start that I prepared for him in the, uh, the you know, looking ahead section. But yeah, I th- to me, that's just the better part of wisdom. Give the guy a um, just skip a start. There's a day there anyway. Yeah. Rest his groin. It's early. It's a marathon, man. Yeah. Um, so I know that he had kind of a rough day against against Minnesota. A lot of infield hits. And I feel like it was such a, a nervy back and. I mean, not really back and forth because we scored all those runs and they just kind of slowly kept chipping away. But he just kept pitching. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a yeah. lot of guys, I feel like, would just have gotten so pissed off at the circumstances. They he, would just sit on the mound and not pitch anymore? Oh, yeah. But as we said, <laughs> no pulse. I don't want to play anymore. I don't know. It, it's obviously more mental. They They probably yes, I, wouldn't have, like physically sad it's more true this game i'm done it's more of a metaphorical sitting but i i understand i love i love his his demeanor like there's no i mean like i feel like you you hear the term no frill a lot but there are literally no frills whatsoever with jordan zimmerman just straight biz I feel like he could be an Alaskan pipeline worker or something he like might that. Be. I mean, we don't know what he does in the off season, right? I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Knows his way around a pipeline <laughs> in cold weather. Looks very, looks very sturdy. It's great. It is. Um, Eric, what are we going to do with any ball? Any ball Sanchez? Ugh. Uh, let him pitch twice through the order and then, um, just figure like piggyback starts isn't that what they call it in the minor leagues when they have two guys kind of lined up yeah. didn't the astros do that piggyback start yeah you could piggyback start them yeah that's that's actually kind of a brilliant idea six of his uh, last nine starts have yielded four earned runs or more and three times in those nine starts he's completed six innings like you said it's not like a pitch count thing i feel like you see that all the time with people on twitter like oh pitch count and it's not a specific inning. It's it's it, the third time through. I did some I did some research. Are you ready for this? Yeah. In his last third three starts, um, against Tampa Bay, through five innings, uh, I took I looked at how far he had made it through the first two times through the order for the mm-hmm. for his last three starts against Tampa. He made it five, gave up three earned runs, and would have left the game three three. The next inning, you know, he gives up two of eventually three Tigers runs. The previous start against Baltimore, if he leaves after the second time through the order, he's pitched five, given up zero earned runs, and we're leading two nothing. Next inning, he gives up three earned runs. And then against Washington, he would have left after five, having only given up one earned run, and we would have been leading 2-1. In the next inning, he gives up two. So no matter how This good, is a very clear pattern. Yes. No matter how good he's doing, I don't understand why it isn't just an auto pull at this point. Like, just. But doesn't he have to find a way to punch through that at some point? You can't. I don't think so. We, you can't give the guy 18 hitters in the game and say, okay, that's it, can you? But if the inevitable yeah. results are so terrible, like, our bullpen yeah. hasn't been great. The bullpen has been serviceable. Like, 
use that. But it's I mean, better than third time Annabal. Ex- exactly. It's only four innings. If he can give you a lead, scrap together the six, then go, you know, Wilson, low K-Rod. Yeah. I mean. It's... Okay, you're talking me into it. All right. But, I mean, I, I guess I would be team short leash. I mean, you give, give him a chance to try to punch through that that ceiling a little bit. But one walk, one hit, and you got the hook. Yeah, and I might have somebody up like oh yeah to start yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely um i ran <laughs> i say i ran some numbers as if there was some sort of you know work that i did i i <laughs> i googled his number uh his numbers 47 and two-thirds inning pitched he's only given up 50 hits like that's a that's a really good number he's right. just a shade under nine k's per nine but nine huh. homers allowed in 47 and two-thirds and his era is six two three like He's wildly efficient with giving up his runs. Like, he never wastes an opportunity of somebody on base to score them. It's really odd. We said this last year about the home runs, but, I mean, this eventually has to come back to some kind of average. I mean, he's just getting a little unlucky, right? Uh, I haven't checked his, like, batting average uh, on balls and play yielded, but you would think that it's got to be super high. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It. Last year, you know, com- coming into this year, I was I would think, yeah, absolutely, this has to correct itself. But I don't know. I looked at his contract. He's due sixteen point eight mil this year, sixteen point eight mil next year. Um, that's a that's not like eatable money. I mean, we're gonna have to keep you know no, running no, no, him no. out there every five days. And- no, he's he's serviceable and. We we got a lot of uh, benefit on the front half of that contract. Yeah, absolutely. I feel so. Yeah. Um, no, he he's going to be serviceable. Yeah, you give him a chance to try to punch through that, get build a little stamina in through the year, um, but keep have somebody ready and keep a short leash. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the hitter side, which has been a pretty pretty fun week, I would say, for specifically you know three of our big four. But the the new guy, remember in in the lost episode two weeks ago when we said that Cameron Maben was going to come back and hit six hundred. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally remember us <laughs> predicting that. Um, he ended the Stephen Moy in left and Upton in center um, experiment pretty quickly, wouldn't you say? Thank goodness. Yes. Um, it's tough to tough to predict breakouts. But is, do you, have you found reason to think that maybe some of this at least is legit? Like he maybe is breaking out. Um, I don't know. It seems a little weird. Isn't he a little old for a kind of a breakout type season? Yes. Maybe he's a late bloomer. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like he, I look, he's 29. But the tools have yeah. kind of always been there, and it's been not to not to pin injuries as an excuse, but he's had a lot of injury plagued seasons, and it makes you wonder how that stunts you know his development oh. on the field. Um, I got to be honest, like I'm not particularly impressed by his approach at the plate, and like the mechanics of mm-hmm. his swing aren't particularly pretty. Um, but he's such an incredible athlete that maybe yep. a little bit of this is real. Regardless, he's, yeah. a, he's a much better center fielder than anyone we've run out there so far this year. 
Oh man, Goes was just such a mess at the plate. Uh, and Mabin's been just a breath of fresh air. It, he's doing some little things. He's stealing some bases. He seems like have a good attitude. And I kind of made fun of um, Craig and Rod in the booth when they were talking about needing a guy with uh, long hair and flashy shoes. I guess that's kind of a, a fun thing, but uh, it's, it's what he brings on the field. I mean, uh, energy... Um, you know, distracting the pitchers with at least being a base running threat, getting on base, all this kind of stuff. I think, I mean, this isn't going to last. Um, it, but I, you got to give the guy credit. A new league, uh, he's got the he's got the same excuse Upton has, but has been powered powered through. Yeah. Um, I would be happy with two sixty. And you know, I mean, he's already had four steals, four steals in four games. You know, obviously he didn't keep that going. But if he steals 25 bases, hits 260, and plays an average, you know, above slightly above average center field, that's something we can work with. It's a heck of a lot better than Tony. The guy's been fun. He's been fun to have him here. Um, over under on starts in center for for Tony Ghost from here on out of 20. I'll take the under. I I want that's to, pretty. I want to take the under, but um, it's it's strictly injury depend. I would say with with Maven. But okay, from hope. here on out, over under two starts in center field for Andrew Romine. I'll take the over just because I want to see it. <laughs> I'm starting to. I'm starting to dig Romine. Um, okay, so he had a triple today. He did. He's contributing when when he plays. Every, basically, every time he plays, he does something that makes me think, "Hey, he can play a little bit." Like not Dude, a lot. He's got like a. Buck 33 batting average. It's, He's not. It's mostly in the field. Don't get me wrong. But he pretty much every time out there, he does something that I'm like, oh, okay. Good job, bro, mine. All right. Let's do some. Yeah, he's a, he's a good utility guy. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's he's the one that we need off the bench, not not the other redundant twin. Yeah. Have you seen Avilas lately at all? Has he played this week? I don't. Not that I'm aware of, and hopefully... Hopefully it will. The we'll la- that way. less is more. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah, Sorry, terrible. Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you enjoy Dick Enberg in the booth? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it got into some the later innings, and he's just like telling stories and stuff. It was a fun change of pace. I didn't catch all of it, but it was it was fun. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked him. I mean, it's you don't get the the chance to have a legend in your your local booth all that often, like. I, th- I thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, he's like, from Michigan, right? Uh, yeah, he apparently went to, I could be wrong, but I think he went to Western. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like Greg Jennings. but um, And Dave Dombrowski. Oh, that's, so that's where they ta- taught him about golf golf shirts and, you know, trading away the farm. All the students are required to wear them there. <laughs> but I, I love the big deal that, like, Rod and maybe not Simo, I don't know, but a lot of the guys were making kind of a big deal about him being there, which I which I thought was cool. You could tell that they they all looked up to him. Um, Iggy down to two twenty seven, two seventy seven on base percentage. Are you getting worried? Uh, a little bit. Remember we talked at the beginning of the year, like his um, his career batting average is like two eighty six or something like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It, it was always this thing like, is Jose Iglesias a good hitter or isn't he? And I'm, I don't know if I still know the answer to that question. Well, we haven't really seen him play a full season to find out. I mean, every, I feel like every season has had at least a little bit interrupted by injury. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going anywhere with him because Dixon's hitting two forty three, so there's nothing going on there, and no. you know, Romine. So, but I don't know. No. He's he's making me a little bit nervous. That's just why I threw it on there. Um, okay, one last thing: back to back starts for Big Pelf, only two thirds of an inning shy of being a quality start. You joining me on the Big Pelf train yet? <laughs> no, no, I'm not getting all aboard the Pelf train. Your oh. your your loss. It's a it's a chugging. <laughs> I bet there's some open seats yet. Yeah, it's just me and Hook. I'm I'm quite sure <laughs> of that. <laughs> Gosh, Pelf Pelf is not a good. Let's let's yeah. This this train is this is like a three wheeled train. Pelf? It's not rolling very smoothly. Pelf is fine. Pelf is fine. <laughs> oh, keep telling yourself that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, are you ready to get to your power rankings? Yes. Yes, I am. All right. Power rankings. Let me let me find some notes here. We have, of course, models of minivan. That's a good choice. It's kind of we have some pent up energy out there for models of minivan. Have you noticed this? No. I don't I don't know what you're referring to. There's <laughs> it seems like people keep referring to models of minivan and saying, you know, are you going to get to them? And it's always like, hey, it's a 50-50 shot every week, right? Every week, yeah. 50-50. Uh, you got to, yeah, half the time it could be models of minivan. Um, the other choice is, of course, um, species of wood. <laughs> species of wood. So this isn't like the actual tree. This is like the wood from the tree. So we've had Justin Verlander log and now um, species of yes, wood. Species of wood. I, th- I think we have to go with that based on the current theme. Yeah, species of wood. You know, maybe you're remodeling your kitchen or something like that, or maybe you're putting new trim in your living room and you need to think, hmm, what species of wood do I want to trim my home in? Well, I'm here to help you. Okay. <laughs> Starting, of course, this is always the top seven and the bottom three species of wood. Starting at number seven is ash. Ash is has been a staple for bats for years. They used to make uh, bats out of ash, but that's been supplanted by another wood. We'll get later. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Tease, it's gonna work the tease a little bit. Um, ash is good for food containers because it has no taste. Oh. Little tidbit there, yeah. Um, it has a very nice open grain, 
but it has a major weakness, and that is it is susceptible to the emerald ash borer. Mm-hmm. So ash, you know, come on, ash, pull it together. Strengthen you know, up. Yeah, don't let those borers get to you. They are brightly bitch. colored bug. As far as bugs go, they are an attractive looking bug. Do you spend time looking at beetles or borers or whatever? I, I do not, but they're like they're like super bright and green and stuff. Like they're they're kind of cool. I mean, not That's... not cool for what they do. So you know, don't yeah. don't come after me. You know, tree Twitter. Yeah, don't at me. Don't <laughs> at me, borer lovers. Right. Okay. Uh, number six, uh, walnut. Walnut is uh, kind of a dark, intense wood. It's kind of expensive wood. If you have a nice uh, black walnut tree, you can fetch a good price for that log. Hmm. Uh, they're a pain to own. The trees are a pain because they drop nuts all over your lawn. Are those but called black walnuts? Is... Yeah, no. yeah, walnuts. Who That's knew? why it's a walnut, walnut tree. Yeah, so walnut's a very nice wood, very rich, intense, dark. You know, put a dark stain on it. You're going to love your walnut cabinets. Okay. That's number six. We're getting better from here. Uh, number five is pine, especially not knotty pine. This might be surprised that, this, uh, that it's this high because pine is, as you know, a softwood. But if you're going to have a cabin, like a hunting cabin or even like a kind of a rustic feeling cottage, you've got to trim that sucker out in some knotty pine. It's going to give you that nice cabiny feel. Um, it's inexpensive. Uh, it has a lot of uses. It's it's pine. Okay. Good with that? Oh, for sure. Okay, number four, hickory. Hickory is super hard, and unlike oak, it um, has a it's an it's it's a nicer version of oak. Uh, we're gonna. I don't want to spoil too much, but hickory um, looks nice on some kitchen cabinets. It's going to be super hard. It's going to wear like iron for you. You can stain it different ways. If you give kind of a medium stain, it's going to really show, um, you know, the striations in the wood. Mm-hmm. Hickory has some nice, nice grain to it. Uh, that's hickory. Uh, number three is birch, and if you're an IKEA fan. You are a birch fan because them Scandinavians love them some birch. Now, if you go to Ikea, it's all birch veneer, but that gives you that nice natural look that you're looking for kind of in modern furniture. A lot of modern furniture is like kind of a natural blondy color, and that comes from birch. Who knew? That's number three. Okay, number two is cherry. Cherry is has this kind of a little bit of a natural reddish tone and then when you stain it, it 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 gives you just a really beautiful rich look there's there's nothing like a nice cherry kitchen um if it's done well and uh it's just nice it's kind of an expensive wood but you you'd love it you can stain it different ways but cherry is a is a, is a pretty good wood it's number 2 all right good? oh for sure all right. it's a great list all right <laughs> I can tell you're not feeling it all. All right. Um, number one, you want to guess? Um, mahogany? No. We're not getting into exotics here, okay? No. Mahogany is not number one. Maple is number one. Of Maple course. is great Obviously. because, well, first of all, it has replaced ash as the wood of choice for bats. Mm-hmm. It started with Barry Bonds uh, using wood bats or maple bats, excuse me. The only problem with maple bats is they don't 
they don't sh- they don't uh, shard and kind of have this fraying like you'd crack a stick and it's got like these like the branches. It comes off in like shards. Like you've seen this, you know, with the new bats, like y- you get jammed inside and it's like a splinter. It's dangerous. Like one singular, you know, spike going through. That's maple. That's how maple because it's harder. That's why, you know, Bonds, you like bit and hit lots of home runs. Anyway. That, yeah, um, that's why he maple, hit lots of home runs. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the obscene amount of, you know, East German steroids he was pumping in his body. <laughs> anyway. Um, so maple is uh, a nice for trimming. Uh, you can, I like, if you're going to do maple, a nice natural stain, just a little polyurethane. It looks yeah. beautiful. But you can stain it a little bit kind of like a cherry color, and it will give you a lot of the things that you can get with cherry at a less expensive price. And maple is great because you can get syrup from it. That's, that's very true. Now, now you've, you've wrapped me into the, the tree discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. glad. Okay. Uh, the bottom three. Are you ready? Oh, Absolutely. Bottom three. Number three, worst from the bottom, three, I still haven't figured out how to say this. The third worst is alder. Alder is a poor man's cherry. Hmm. It's trying to be cherry, but it's not. It's one of the softer, even though it's a hardwood, it's it's kind of soft. And it gets blotchy. Just between you and me, I've never heard of alderwood. (laughs) Well, here I'm here to I'm here to educate. I've learned so right, much. All day. <laughs> Number two, second from the worst is oak. Mm. Oak, oak is so out of fashion. It has the stripes of it, but if you lived in a home from let's say 1980 to 1990, uh, let's say mid 1995, if your home was built in that range, you had a kitchen and trim in like this honey oak color. And the first thing you do now when you buy a house is you got to get rid of the oak. You paint it. You even maybe get like a darker stain, but the honey oak is so out of fashion. And you have like these brass, shiny brass knobs with oak and it, it looks it's all right but it's pretty crappy it's second from the worst is oak mm-hmm. all right the worst is poplar 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 is a garbage because it grows super fast and it's super cheap and all they do is like make baseboard out of it they finger joint poplar it grows like in seven years you can cut some poplar boards and it's just a garbage wood nobody likes poplar don't buy poplar and be cheap stop it that's it that's power rankings. Wow, that was that was a good one. You would. La- <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you lying, Hall. Don't like species of wood. It's it's <sighs> just that I'm not a craftsman myself. Come on, man. You gotta. Um, who's the guy from Parks and Rec that everybody loves? You gotta forge Ron something Swanson. with your hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come I- on. I do bury my gold like him, so it's it's we're, we're practically <laughs> the same person. You gotta build a canoe or something. That canoe would sink without it. Without <laughs> I'm not a doubt. your canoe. <laughs> Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. All right, let's look ahead to next week. Um, we are at home for three against the Phillies, who are actually a halfway decent baseball team, but at the end of the day, they're still the Phillies. 
Um, Monday, it's which is tomorrow, is Big Pelf against Vince Velasquez, who's off to a great start. Uh, Tuesday, Verlander at home against... It's not Virgil Velasquez or whatever. Yeah, I for, feel like we've... Tiger, yeah. This is a different one. This is a different one. This one is much younger and also <laughs> much, good. much better. <laughs> Probably brothers, though, as far as, far as I know. Um, and then on Wednesday, Annie Ball throws twice through the lineup against Aaron Nola. <laughs> um, then on Friday, we travel to the West Coast. Uh, we play yes. the Oakland Athletics. Fulmer against Sean Manea on, on Friday. That will be at 10.05 p.m. So to be honest, I probably will not be watching a ton of that game. Brew Sa- some coffee. Be a man. Stay up. How many, how many of the West Coast games do you typically stay up for over the course of the season? all but one or two really that's yeah that's commitment i usually do the first thinking i can handle this and then by the second night i'm like absolutely not get your life together Hall. <laughs> get some get some coffee the thing is is the problem with doing coffee late at night is it will work for the desired time and then it'll also work for like the desire the three hours after it when you're like no i just want to go to bed now you feel me oh I, I feel you <laughs> Saturday, Zimmerman against Jesse Hahn. And then Sunday, my boy Big Pelf takes on Rich Hill, who tore us apart earlier this year at Comerica. Um, any hitters yeah. that you're excited to watch play this week? Uh, does Ryan Howard still play for the Phillies? I think he does. He actually has really good numbers against Big Pelf. So if he who doesn't, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> if Big Pelf can stay away from Ryan Howard, I think he's got a good chance of, you know, racking up seven, eight, nine, ten Ks. That's a that's yeah. a joke. He d- probably doesn't. Yeah. I know nothing about the Phillies. They don't have Chase Utley anymore, do they? No, Mike <laughs> Michael Franco is probably their best player. He's um power hitting. I think he plays third with, with Howard at first. What's his name? Franco? My, Franco? Yeah, he came up last year at one point. Okay. Um Odubel Herrera is pretty fairly decent um i want to see chris davis again he obviously mashed a moonshot was off verlander at comerica oh this is chris davis with a k with a k yeah a k and an h yes bonus letters you'd think i'd know something about the phillies since i go see him in spring training every year and then i snicker at the name turd ladowski or whatever his name is and then i forget everybody else's name (laughs) i think that's just how life goes yeah, um, I'm kind of excited to see Aaron Nola pitch against us. Mm. Um, he's he's pretty good as is as is Velasquez. But um, you know, you look at those three, and those are three pretty decent starting pitchers for the Phillies. So we'll have to the big bats will have to come out. Uh, that was the that was the joke. Like the Phillies started playing better, and the Tigers were stinking. And everybody was like, "Yeah, I bet the Tigers wish they were the Phillies now," because <laughs> everybody's like, "The Tigers are going to be the Phillies." Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, people aren't very original. No, or or funny just in general. Um, <laughs> record prediction for this coming week looks like there's six games. And we have Pelf pitching in two of them? That's correct. And in 33% of the starts, Pelf will be taking the hill. Oh, my gosh. You're going to make me do this. Um, I think we can win two out of three against the Phillies, and I think we're going to lose two out of three against the A's. So I'm saying three and three. Three and three. By the way, we both went five and one last week. Yeah, so, we're super right a lot. Yes, definitely right a, a lot. Um, I'll go four and two this week. Oh, you're such a sunshiner. That's nice. Both uh, two of the four wins, of course, being from Big Pelf, though. 
Yeah. Obviously. All right. Yeah. Picks, picks to click. You want to go first? Um, who did I pick last? Uh, who did I pick last? Time? Oh yeah, we should recap last week. You picked. I'm trying to. You pick K Rod, and I picked McCann. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Ooh. I think you probably got the win there. McCann didn't have that great of a week, and K Rod just did his job. K Rod got a couple um saves. McCann did hit that one home run. He hit. That he did home run off Smiley. Yeah, but otherwise that was the frosting on a on a turd cake, though. I gotta tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to I'm give gonna you say that K- one. Yeah. I'm gonna say K Rod. K Rod did his job. So he's been looking good. He has been. We haven't really talked about that. I kind of don't want to just to <laughs> don't don't bring it up and it doesn't exist. You know, right? He established the fastball. The changeup's been great. Love me some K Rod. Who are you picking this week? You go first. I okay. want to hear. I know you're going to take. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so the, I was looking at the stats. Outside of Ryan Howard, the Phillies don't have a great amount of team success against Big Pelf. Um, Oakland is a nice place to pitch. Coming off of two straight um, not terrible starts by his standards, I think this is the week that Big Pelf takes it to the next level. Good luck with that. Thank you. Riding the choo-choo <laughs> all aboard the Pelf train. <laughs> It's terrific. I'm going to ride the hot hands, and I'm going to say Maven, Cameron Maven. That's a good choice. Because he's doing his thing, got the good mojo going. I'm just going to, you know, there's no gonna, not going to be any regression. It's going to be all uphill and all good stuff. It's going to be Maven this week. So he's going to be hitting like 650 by the end of the week? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it's it's this is going to be exponential growth. Wow. It's going to really take off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at math like that. <laughs> you, you are. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. I am at Jordan Hall 23. He is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. Uh, just, just podcastianos. Yeah. And, you, and if you would, if you would at Jordan Hall 23 and tell him how much you enjoyed the species of wood power rankings, that would be really good. Remember at Jordan Hall 23. I really love the, the species of wood power rankings. If you could, and have have your friends tweet that as well. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody makes it to this point in the show anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'd love it if you could, you could subscribe, subscribe, rate, and yeah, review us on, on iTunes. That would do us a world of good. Um, Eric, anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week? Um, remodel your kitchen. I mean, it's going to add value and choose a good wood. Maple. That's what I've learned that maple, maple. is the best of the woods. Yeah, choose maple. I can't yeah, believe I that mahogany didn't factor in there. Mahogany. Uh, now, mahogany is somewhere between, you know, the, the top seven and the bottom three. Oh, okay. And the great ether of the middle is mahogany. What about rich mahogany? <laughs> yes, very good. It's like <laughs> mahogany is like like teak or ebony. It's an exotic species. Gotcha. Not, these not are native to the, to the state? Yeah. Yeah, these are native species. Mm. I should have clarified. This is the the native species of wood power ranking. What about balsam wood? Balsa balsam. or balsam? Yeah, balsam. Balsam is uh, is is a soft wood. Um, balsams make nice Christmas trees, but oh. it's it's a, it's kind of a garbage wood. Okay, we could probably have this conversation off the air. <laughs> if you want to learn more about wood, at me at Twitter. America, Eric. Maybe next year we'll just do the 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 hardwood podcast. <laughs> Woodworkers are gonna love it. It's 
maybe maybe a random woodworker will will wander in like that lady who was looking for the tigers like actual tigers podcast and then she listened to the whole baseball podcast <laughs> she was confused like she just wandered in i love the shout out she's probably followed yeah oh, absolutely and maybe we should mix in some actual tiger facts Maybe maybe that's how we maintain the people who are coming to us for for tiger, you know, the species. I'm yeah. going to put you in charge of tiger's facts every. Right. Did you know that um, that they substitute lion when they want lion roars, they put tiger roars because lions sound bad. Really, I did not. Yeah, and do you know that they substitute whenever you hear a bald eagle? It's not actually a bald eagle; it's a red-tailed hawk because um, bald eagles make like this almost like chirping, clucking sound, and red-tailed hawks give you that good, you know, that you want from a, from an eagle that sounds bad. Yeah, the bald the, so the, the bald eagle cause or just aren't American enough. I mean, is that kind of what you're saying? They're they're not badass. They're like. Good ass, I guess. I don't. They're, they're not. They're not tough. You, the they 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 fake. Anytime you see a, a, a like, remember the Colbert show like intro with the eagle. Fake, you know yeah, that's yeah. that's not a bald eagle. That's a that's probably a red tailed hawk. And that's that's yeah. why you should like question pretty much everything you hear yeah. from everybody because everyone's lying to you except for us. Yeah, this is the the only beacon of truth left on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, with that, I suppose we should <laughs> we should get out of here for the week before we should have ended this seven minutes ago. I'm leaving it all in. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers, eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 